Welcome to the Chosen People Radio Program, a production of Chosen People Ministries. On this program, you'll hear inspiring stories, learn about messianic apologetics, and discover God's plan for Israel and you. Now let's welcome our hosts, Mitch Glazer, President of Chosen People Ministries, and Robert Walter, our New York Regional Director. Shalom, friends. This is Mitch Glazer from Chosen People Ministries. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I pray that God will speak to you through the program because we're going to look at some very, very interesting things involving Israel, the Jewish people, and our fellow Christians. We're going to uh, talk about what we can do to uh, be a a testimony uh, to the Jewish people. Joining me today is my co-host, Bobby Walter, who leads the work of Chosen People Ministries in the great city, state, universe (laughs) of New York City. We have uh, two million plus Jewish people in New York City, which is larger than Tel Aviv. So it's one of the most important, significant strategic places in Jewish missions. And Bobby does a great job of of leading that work. So welcome, Bobby. Yes. Shalom to you, Mitch, and shalom and welcome to all of our listeners. We are uh, really grateful that you're that you're listening, that you're tuning in. And as Mitch said, we are going to be talking about a very important topic, a topic that is near and dear to our hearts at Chosen People Ministries and here on the Chosen People radio show, and that is Israel. There are a lot of challenges that the modern state of Israel faces today. There are a lot of questions that we as believers might have concerning Israel, the people of Israel, the land of Israel, the the, the promises that God has made to Israel in the Bible throughout history. So we want to talk to you today about this topic, and we want to try to flesh through some terms that you might have heard that you may not be super familiar with, and really just try to grapple with the idea, the truth, and the question of, should Christians support Israel? And if so, what does that look like? So Mitch, why don't you kick us off here and uh, maybe try to help us understand why Christians should support Israel? Well, let's take a quick assessment of where we are today on Christian support of Israel. A few years ago, Chosen People Ministries sponsored a survey that was administered by Lifeway Research, which is the Southern Baptist Research Arm, and they did a fabulous job. We surveyed actually 2002 evangelicals who had to give us five reasons that they were evangelicals, one of which was they actually believed that without Jesus— you would be going to hell, to put it mm-hmm. straight. And so that was really uh, helpful to be able to know that we were talking to people who really believed what they were espousing and really took it to mm-hmm. heart. And so the recent Lifeway research a few years ago found 67% of evangelical Christians in the United States have a positive perception of Israel. So that was 2,002 people surveyed, and 67% held a positive view. Mm -hmm. And these folks were from all over the country, uh, west, east, north, south, all over. Mm -hmm. And we asked very direct questions about whether or not, for example, Jewish people were promised the land of Israel, and whether or not modern-day Israel even was the fulfillment of these promises. And so... That brings us probably to a very quick discussion where we can define what's known as Zionism. Zionism is a term that's been used uh, of the modern Jewish movement 
that's committed to the resettlement of the land of Israel according to what is understood as traditional, historical, and even biblical boundaries. Mm-hmm. And there's another term I want to add to the, to the mix, which I think is really important, that is Christian Zionism. And so there is Zionism, which Jews or Christians could hold to, but there is something particular to believers in Jesus and those who recognize both the Old and New Testament. So what makes Christian Zionism Christian? is because Christians believe the biblical basis upon which support of Israel is actually based. Christians who recognize the reestablishment of the nation of Israel in the land of Israel do so because they believe it is in keeping with God's promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And a prophetic side to it believes that there's an expectation that one day the majority of Jewish people will live in the land of Israel, and that Jewish people always hold the deed to the land, whether they were living in or out of the land of Israel. In order to really get hold of this, uh, Christians need to take another look at God's promise to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Mm -hmm. And maybe, Bobby, you can grab your Bible and and read that uh, for us. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to. But before you do, just by way of introduction, remember that uh, God called Abram out of Ur of the Chaldees, and he had no land, no child, no future. And God chose Abram for a lot of specific reasons. We don't know exactly why. In Jewish tradition, there's a few reasons why uh, God chose Abram, that he had sterling character and had a curious mind and was willing to be obedient. But the Abrahamic covenant, as it's now known, has formed the very foundation for Christian Zionism and the hope that so many Christians have for the future of Israel and for the land of Israel belonging to the people of Israel. So let's start with the scripture verse, Bobby. Sure, sure. So Genesis 12, verses 1 through 3. Now the Lord said to Abram, go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great, and so you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Well, many of these Christians among this almost 70% who said they believe the land belonged to the Jewish people, believed that that was based upon God's covenant with Abraham. And so, can you sort of parse out verses one through three for us just a little bit, Bobby. I mean, blessing, curses, and blessings for the whole world. So what's in this covenant? And can you tell me when this covenant becomes irrelevant? Yeah, well, (laughs) I mean, we could start with the last question, the last part of your question there. Uh, I don't believe that we have any evidence in the Bible where this covenant becomes irrelevant, which is, again, super important for us, for all believers today. This is foundational for us. This is this is part of the new covenant expectation. Even uh, it's built upon the foundation of the Abrahamic promise. And what we see is God speaking to this one unique man, Abram, uh, who eventually he changes his name to Abraham. God makes these promises. He says, "I will do these things." 
he's going to bring Abram away from his family, from his land, from his father's house, from his inheritance. He's calling Abram to leave everything behind so that he could follow him, so that he could follow this, this uh, one unique God, right? The Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the one true God. And part of the first, um, one of the first things that God does is he calls Abram to this land that God is going to show him. And eventually later on in Genesis 15, we learn about the boundaries of this land and it is the, the land of Israel. It's that the promised land. Uh, he says that I'll make you a great nation, that I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I mean, these are these are big promises to receive from God. From Abram's descendants, a great nation will be produced by God. God is actually going to bless Abraham and his descendants. He's going to make his name great. And, you know, sure enough, I mean, we can see that in the, the three major world religions, uh, Judaism, Christianity, Islam, uh, Abraham has a great name. Okay, he's, he's renowned. He's a, a key figure in, in each of them. Verse 3, and I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you, I will curse. This is uh, typical covenant language, uh, but for it to be coming from God himself, it carries a, a lot more weight than it would just between two different parties uh, making a covenant in the ancient Near East. This is God saying that those who bless Abraham and his descendants will be blessed by God. Those who curse or come against Israel in any kind of way will have to deal with the God of Israel. You know, there's a little play on words there, Bobby, that I think some of our listeners would appreciate. The scripture says, I will curse those who curse thee and uh, bless those who bless thee. So I will curse those is the word for curse in Leviticus 26 and Deuteronomy 28, which refers to the curses that are that would fall upon the Jewish people uh, when they were disobedient to the law. And the second one is to make light of. So those who curse the Jewish people and make light of the Jewish people or render the Jewish people unimportant, mm -hmm. biblically and otherwise, they will receive the curses that the Jewish people would receive for disobeying the Torah, the five books of Moses. Very strong language. So I don't want people to think that it's just that you are anti-Semitic or that you somehow don't like Jewish people. But it's not really just that. It's not accepting the importance of the Jewish people in the plan of God. If you don't do that, mm -hmm. then, of course, Scripture says that uh, curses will fall upon you. Now, I didn't write it, you know, and it sure sounds strong to me, and uh, I take no joy in knowing that those who render the Jewish people unimportant in the plan of God might face these kinds of curses, and whether these curses are on earth or otherwise, uh, we don't know. We just know what we read. But I think that Christians need to be very cautious about the way they view Israel and the plan of God. And if you do not think that the Jewish people have an ongoing role in the plan of God, I think that you need to reconsider it. We understand that God chose the Jewish people to bring the Bible into the world, to bring the Messiah into the world, and there's more to come. But I think that it's important to understand that God wants Christians to value the Jewish people and to consider their role in his ongoing plan. Yeah, I think those are those are really weighty words and uh, and a heavy concept to chew on as a believer today. But I think it's important, Mitch, especially when we uh, 
when we think through, like you were talking about Zionism and sort of the distinction between just, you know, regular Zionism, run-of-the-mill Zionism, if you want to call it that, uh, and Christian Zionism, the emphasis for believers, the reason that a believer is a Zionist is based on biblical principles, on biblical truths and biblical promises from God. That's true, Bobby. We are the Bible people as Christians, you know, as evangelicals. I mean, a lot of religious Jews are Bible people too, but but not in the same way. I mean, we believe that both the Old and the New Testament are God's words and that those words prophetically will come to pass. And so I think our intent here is not to trumpet the Jewish people, but rather to maybe even send a, a bit of a warning to the entire church that needs to rethink the way they consider Israel to be a player in the plan of God. Chosen People Ministries exists to pray for, evangelize, disciple, and serve Jewish people all across the world. And we also want to help equip fellow believers to do the same. Our mission was founded in 1894 by Rabbi Leopold Cohn, and we have a zeal to share the knowledge of Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, with God's chosen people. If you'd like to help us do the same, we invite you to go online and learn more. You'll find us at chosenpeople.com radio. And then be sure to take some time to explore our website and discover how you can get involved. We have short-term or long-term ministry opportunities, internships, and even prayer and volunteer opportunities. So no matter what you're looking for, there's bound to be something for everyone. Learn more today at chosenpeople.com radio. Welcome back. You're listening to The Chosen People. And right now, we're going to hear a story from Marion Wells. Marion grew up yearning for God, but also being afraid of Him at the same time. When she got older, God began to put people in her path who pointed her to the Messiah. And I hope that you appreciate this testimony of this wonderful Messianic Jewish lady. She went to be with the Lord about a year ago, and she was a dear friend of mine, a Chosen People board member, and uh, she is reaping her right rewards because uh, she was such a great servant of the Lord. So enjoy the testimony. The verse that really amazed me was Isaiah 9-6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. It was possible to believe that the Messiah would be God. And you could get there from a verse in Isaiah. I grew up in a Jewish family. I was sort of between being afraid of God and yearning to know God. I remember being about four years old, not wanting to turn five because I was a year closer to death. My mom believed in God, but it was something of a vague belief. My father was between an atheist and an agnostic. And at some point, I came to a belief that being born into a particular system of belief wasn't reason enough to stay there. My parents had had help in the house 
from the time I was quite small. And when I was 10, they hired a housekeeper and cook named Belle. She loved God. She read her Bible all the time, and she was always there for me. I don't know what made me do it, but I asked her if you needed to believe in Jesus to spend eternity with God. And she said yes. I never forgot that conversation. My best friend was a girl named Crystal who lived two houses down from us. I think we were both searching in our own ways. Her family went to a Methodist church. She was about as religious as I was, and we were trying to think back to the beginning of the beginning of the beginning, and we couldn't do it. Our minds were blown. After my sophomore year of college, Crystal and I got together again, and she came back and told me about these friends that she had made at school who believed differently than she had ever heard before. There was just seemed to be something different about this group of kids. They talked about having a personal relationship with God. And when I went to my new school, I ran head on into a group of students who believed exactly the same way. Basically, they shared uh, how I could ask Jesus to come into my heart as much as a part of me wanted to believe, I didn't want to believe just because another person said it was true. I wanted the truth. I wanted to know if God was real, and if he was real, who he really was. And my friend said, well, why don't you just ask God to show you if it's true? And that sounded very honest to me. If this was true, it would change everything. It would be the most wonderful thing that could happen to me. I essentially prayed and I asked Jesus to come into my heart, forgive my sins, and show me in my experience if he was real and this was true. And I decided to just wait and see what would happen. But I kept going to Bible study. This group of students were so loving and accepting. I had never before encountered that level of love and acceptance. Tom was the student leader of our Bible study on campus, and he shared his love for people and his desire that people come to know the God who loved them so much. And his eyes teared up, and I don't know what it was about that, it sort of brought everything together for me. And I suddenly, in my heart, just said, it's real. This is really real. When I look back on all of this, and I look forward as well, I know that my life would have been so, so different without, without God. And I'm so grateful that I've come to know my Messiah, Yeshua, and that my life has changed, not just in this life, but for eternity. In addition to partnering with local churches in the New York area, Chosen People Ministries is ready and available to speak at your church or missions conference. 
and we offer a variety of presentations on topics such as Jewish evangelism, the Jewish roots of Christianity, Messiah in the Old Testament, and so much more. So if you, your church, or your Bible study group is looking for another way to go deeper in your study of the culture, heritage, and history of Yeshua, Jesus, our Messiah, then please request more information today at chosenpeople.com radio. That's chosenpeople.com radio. And if you're not looking for a specific study topic, but you just want to let us know you're listening to this program, we'd love to hear from you. Just connect with us today at chosenpeople.com radio. You're listening to The Chosen People, which is produced and sponsored by Chosen People Ministries. This program can be heard every weekend right here on your local radio station, or you can catch us online 24 hours a day, seven days a week, when you visit chosenpeople.com radio. You can even share it with a friend. And to stay connected with us throughout the week, just head on over to your favorite social media platform, and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. When you reach out, be sure to let us know that you're listening and that you're praying for us. Because when you do, we'll send you a free gift as our way of saying thank you for connecting. Bobby, we're heading into Hanukkah and Christmas, and there's so much we can learn about Jesus and his first coming. That's why we've created a special Hanukkah booklet that we're giving away for free. It's called A Bright Light in Dark Times. And you'll discover the story behind the Festival of Lights and how it relates to the Messiah Jesus, who celebrated the festival himself. So request it today when you visit chosenpeople.com slash radio. You can also request A Bright Light in Dark Times by writing to us at Chosen People Ministries, 241 East 51st Street in New York, New York, 10022. That's 241 East 51st Street, New York, New York, 10022. Or ask for this special Hanukkah booklet when you call us at 888-293-7482. That's 888-2-YESHUA. We look forward to hearing from you soon. And right now, let's wrap up today's program with the Aaronic Benediction. Adonai v'yishmarecha Ya'er panavelecha v'yichunecha Yisa Adonai panavelecha V'yasem lecha shalom V'yasem lecha shalom V'yasem l'cha shalom, v'yasem l'cha shalom. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and be gracious to you. May the face of the Lord shine upon you and give you peace. B'shem shall Yeshua HaMashiach, Sar Shalom, in the name of Jesus the Messiah, the Prince of Peace. The Jewish people are scattered throughout the world. You might live in the middle of a Jewish community or in the middle of the heartland with no Jewish neighbors for a hundred miles. Maybe your best friend in college was Jewish or the only interaction you've had was watching a Jewish actor on TV. Maybe you visited Israel and fell in love with the land and its people 
or you haven't, and visiting Israel would be a dream come true. No matter where you live, who you know, or what you do, one thing is true. Israel and the Jewish people have played a huge role in world history and are still an important part of God's plan. After all, God chose this tiny people group to bring salvation to the whole world. Through Messiah Jesus. If it weren't for the Jewish people, we would not have a relationship with the Father as we have it today. But sadly, many Jewish people still do not know Jesus as their Messiah, and God's heart still breaks for them. So let's join in their story, playing the role that God wants us to play in their salvation. As Paul wrote, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Romans 1.16 Do you want to see the power of God? Unite with his heart to reach the Jewish people for Jesus, and you will see him unleash his purpose, promise, and power in your church and community like never before. Let's make God's priority our priority 